Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hi everybody. Usually this is Troy. I'm a I'm a bad boy. I didn't press record at the beginning. I screwed up. Uh, so I sound I sound like I'm on a Skype connection because that's what I am. But then uh, probably about a third of the way in, I remember I chastised myself um, and then I press record and everything sounds better. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Sorry. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! I mean, the good news is, yeah, I feel like if we can look toward uh, Bill Murray as our inspiration for, uh, well, you can look to old uh, films with Bill Murray for It Just Doesn't Matter, uh, All the Meatballs, or you can look at Bill Murray uh, at his uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am tournament where not only did he uh, reach out to a couple of younger Ghostbusters fans and take a photo and introduce himself as Dr. Peter Venkman, which I loved. Good job, Bill. Um, but also gave the uh, William Murray Golf uh, Company another couple photos or uh, you know animated gifts for them to use because he did his trademark uh, club club flip at the yeah. end of his uh, round. And can I ask you for your opinion on something? Yeah. What do you? What did, you, you got? did you see his putt that he flubbed? I I saw the tail end of it because I saw so he puts it and then he goes and he just like kind of kicks it into the. He, yeah, he, he, he chases it. It misses to the side by about a foot. He chases after it, passes it, and then with a backhand swing, <laughs> hits it with his putter and it goes in. And what the question, this is, uh, philosophers will debate this for generations to come. It, it Did he deliberately, like, it's obvious he, he, it's a trick that he can do. I just don't know if the trick is he deliberately misses the putt so he can do the save or he just knows how to do the save in case he misses the putt and it's it's legitimately it shouldn't there's nothing riding on, on, on what the reality is in this situation but it is driving me around that the is a good point I mean I would imagine that he can do the save in his sleep there uh, he is, sort of like backhanded so smooth like basically you watch it and you're like I am watching the golf equivalent of a Harlem Globetrotter trip. But it's and he certainly played enough golf in his life that you know he's been practicing. Like he's just full of golf tricks. But I'm just sitting there going, like the putt seems so easy for a guy. Like it did not seem like a hard putt, but he missed by a bit enough that he knew it was going. Like it's not like it missed by like a couple inches where. It's really only as it's getting to it and passes that you go, oh, no, it missed. Like, this was so off that he was able to run up past the cup and the ball 
so that he could backhand it about, I don't know, a yardstick away or, uh, you know, a foot and a bit away or whatever. I know there's a big hmm. difference between a foot and a bit and a yardstick. But basically, he wasn't that far past it in order to give it a whack. And see, that's the other thing. By going like a foot wide to the thing, that's not a straight back hit. Like, he has to actually do like an angle. Like, he has to give it like a vector hit back to the... <laughs> Like, there's geometry and algebra and all that. Well, no algebra, but actually so, somebody will probably explain to me that there is algebra involved. But, you know, there's, a, there's angles. and It was a trick shot I, extraordinaire. Yeah. Well, let's, let's throw it out to the listeners. Do you think that sure. he purposefully overshot the uh, putt uh, just, just for that moment that we then saw in the video that uh, went around? Uh, Has anybody watched him golf before and do the same thing? Because that would be the giveaway. Oh, maybe. Like, if, he, if he's missed by a foot but then done the same thing, then obviously that's the whole trick. It's a he's because it's obviously he's not playing, he's not playing for national standing or you know anything like that. He's playing for the fun of playing and showing off for the crowd. Um, so yeah, that like I said, I don't know, but I, I cannot rest. And by rest, I mean I cannot, I cannot die. I cannot leave this mortal coil until, until you know. know. Or the simplest explanation is that he knew that if he was uh, moving in dynamic, that it would get some airplay, and then he could do his, you know, ZFG yeah. flip and sell sell a few more polo shirts. But uh, I, I need to get his one eight hundred number so I can leave messages, not to offer him parts, not to invite him to events, but just to ask him like dumb questions. Did you that do that on purpose? Did. did you do that on purpose? Yeah. Uh, did you ever replace that cell phone that you threw off of somebody's, uh, off the roof? You know, that fan that came up to you and anyway, um, was it really a fantasy Island that was playing in the background <laughs> with Ghostbusters? <laughs> I, can, I can tell you how he would respond to that one. And I don't think we can air his response here on this uh, explicit <laughs> free uh, show or silence. One or the other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, all right. So, uh, fun, fun new stuff, including, uh, a surprise that I did not think would happen, uh, that quite literally just was confirmed this morning. So, uh, yeah. that it's, I'll give you a hint. It's not entirely Ghostbusters related, but tangentially it is. Uh, so that, that'll be our lead story here on the news. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. I promise that we will get to uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife stuff because there's there's a few uh, gems. It is kind of the calm before yes. the Toy Fair storm here. Welcome to the Ghostbusters adjacent interdimensional cross. <laughs> yes, Acroid adjacent Podcast. once again. Um, <laughs> but uh, Deadline Hollywood and then a few other of the you know Variety and Hollywood Reporter picked up on it. But uh, the deal has been closed. This is uh, now officially in at least development. Uh, that doesn't mean that things could go wrong and the project could be abandoned but uh rick moranis is officially kind of sort of back coming out of his uh self-imposed retirement to uh play a role that he is well known for and it is unfortunately not lewis tully uh it is uh it's his his uh wayne zelinsky yeah wayne zelinsky from honey i shrunk the kids um i am just now i stumbled there because i'm reading (laughs) I didn't mean to do this. I swear. Uh, I wrote in our rundown deadline reporting that Rick Moranis is back for more money. I shrunk the kids, which I don't know if that's a Freudian slip, 
knowing that Rick Moranis <laughs> is probably cashing in with this or how that happened. But I think if it's about you, it's a Freudian slip. If it's about somebody else, it's a faux pas. Uh, I, I, I can never put... <laughs> I, su- I swear Mole. I did not mean to do Mole. that. Moly, 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 moly. Although, I mean, Anyways, I'm, I'm thinking uh, that, you know, because I know Rick at one point did say that the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids uh, franchise did sort of, you know, pay for college tuitions and homes and uh, yeah. the, the royalties and the rights were helping him, you know, kind of go into that retirement and focus on his music and his kids. Um, so maybe that's where my mind was going. I don't know. That's really funny. I kind of want to take a screen grab of this and send it to people now. Um, I don't know, but but his... To, he, the thing is, is his kids are now of probably having like he's probably a granddad by now. Yeah, at least I think his youngest is college age now because we we speculated yeah. that he would come back for for Ghostbusters Afterlife, figuring that you know now he's he's ready to uh, he's an empty nester. He's ready to maybe jump in yeah. and kind of get his feet wet again. And well, this this and the, here it is. Yeah. He's getting his feet wet with Honey or Shrunk the Kids. I mean, it's not impossible to think that perhaps now he's just like oh well this is a little additional nest egg that you know i can do the same for my grandkids too uh, and yeah. actually never underestimate the you know boredom too <laughs> that's People also say that, certainly part of it uh, but uh you in the write-up and i think you hit the nail on the head is you, you wondered if it was more of a that he had a a creative role in it and what's the one thing that he said he you know he loved about ghostbusters one and didn't like as much about Ghostbusters 2. And that's that he was able to involve himself, help him write, you know, his character and all that. Yeah, I mean, that's, if you go back and you listen to that wonderful interview that you did, Chris, with with Rick, uh, and he does, he talks about that Ivan Reitman basically told him, here's the parts that I know that Lewis Tully needs to play, but I'm having, you know, go back and rewrite some of your dialogue. So that entire party scene where he's talking about, you know, the uh, extra strength Tylenol equivalent and his Nova Scotia yeah. salmon, that's all Rick Moranis having uh, scripted that. So that's, the that's fact, like, yeah. I, do you think, I mean, I know there. Joe Johnston is attached to direct this and there was a writer and I, I didn't put it in the, the rundown. So unfortunately I don't have it handy, but, and Josh Gad is involved uh, playing his son uh, who apparently does exactly the same thing that his dad did uh, to him back in the day and shrinks his family down and probably calls on his dad for help. But, uh, you know, do you, do you think that's the case? Do you think, why didn't he come back and do afterlife, but he's coming back and doing honey, I shrunk the kids. That's, that's where my mind went to. I don't know. I've moved on. The important question now is, does he get shrunk in this movie? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> well, um, what a twist of fate that would be if he ends up being shrunk and he's with his grandkids. Uh, oh, no, right. Um, oh, here, that would be fun. Well, my thinking is this. Um, and I think we kind of touched on it in the, somewhere in the last couple of episodes. Given what we've started to find out about the new movie, you know, where exactly does a, a Lewis fit into it? If he's, unless somehow he's been made, you know, a, a primary player in this family, right? Which we don't seem to think so. You know, we're, we, we've all gone to another natural uh, angle on this, on this uh, family lineage sort of thing. Yeah. So, like, already I'm kind of, the fact that Janine is in there only lends itself to speculating about, 
why she's there because she's you know Janine's great don't get me wrong but unless she has some sort of direct link to the story they're trying to tell why is she there and then at, yeah. to the to that point Lewis is great but Lewis is I mean they really only bumped him up in the second one by hooking him up with Janine so um, yeah I, I like here's the thing I think what we kind of touched on before is and you know the the quotes from Bill there a couple of weeks back and all that this story ultimately comes you know by and large is uh, you know, about Egon. Like we yeah. haven't quite put the two and two together. We've mostly put the two and two together, but we're not letting ourselves officially put the two and two together on the family and Egon. But it's very clear that a big part of this movie is, uh, you know, involves what happened to Egon. And then we've got the family, which is the focus of this movie. So at the end of the day, you're like, what do you do with a Lewis? Right? Like at what point is it just sort of like a weird, cameo thing so yeah i think what it came yeah. down to is there was no real reason to be there for him to be there i would not doubt that they reached out to him and went you know you're part of the legacy would you like to be involved and if he had said yes they would have found a place but i i think that answers your question about honey i shrunk the kids i think your suspicion is right is i think because that's his other big thing right like he's got a short list of very big things in the world of film television that that people know him for one was um you know his group work with SETV and that was strong enough that it got him back for you know Scorsese's reunion where is that movie by the way I know um, what is the deal with that I'm I want to see that but have heard nothing about it yeah making Robert De Niro look all smooth <laughs> in the Irishman <laughs> at a million dollars a second but anyways um he there's that. That got him out of, of you know, uh, out for the Ghostbusters 2. Not enough to, eh, not really. Um, a little bit, though, because he did stick his toe into the waters with the fan thing. Remember, he did, we did, did do that one fan. In, yeah, in Texas. Uh, Texas? Yeah. 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 So I think for this one, it could go any number of ways. Like, you have he has a strong input on the script or the character. You know, so so basically, he's not just coming back to act, but he gets to like you know flex his writing muscle a little bit, maybe. Yeah, could be all the way up to. I'd like to help produce it because what's the one thing he's never really done a lot of in in film and television is the thing that kind of suits a guy who's not as interested maybe in writing or being in front of a camera is getting more stuff made. Maybe I don't. Sure, doing the development work and. I mean, I mean that, we could get sorry. We could get real consp uh, conspiracy theory right down to depending on what his kids are doing. We could be watching a guy go. Mm, if I level up in producer circles a little bit, maybe that you know kid of mine that's got a hankering to go into uh, the industry, I can back him up a bit. Like, yeah, I, who good knows, point. right? But I mean that that I think I I think you 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 took the words right out of my mouth because I feel like he, I win. <laughs> you win. I thought you were. Yeah. I thought you were going to go. Oh, throughout this entire thing, I don't have next, to do anything. Next, they take your soul. I can just say ditto, <laughs> and we can move on. But I, yeah. I get the sense that he has never wanted to do cameos. You know, Paul Feig asks him to come back and do that little bit part um, in in answer the call, and he's like, Nah, you know, I don't want to just show up for a day and have this one moment. And I, I, I don't yeah. need that. I'm. But thank you. I appreciate the offer, but no, thank you. And I bet 
knowing, you know, taking what we can from that Vanity Fair article that the original Ghostbusters, at least in, in full group form or, or some shape or form, they were only there for a week of filming. You know, maybe the pitch to him was like, you know, this is we're handing the baton to somebody else. Uh, we'd love to have you show up. You've got this great scene where you X, Y or Z. And he was like, nah, I, you know, I don't really need to do that. Like, that's just not appealing to me. It's not a challenge. I, I don't get to do anything creative where I get yeah. to write a scene and talk things through. But, you know, if we again, that was pure speculation. But now that I'm thinking about it, if the pitch to him was. Oh, uh, Josh Gad plays your son and he shrinks the whole family, including you. So now grandpa is now, uh, out in the backyard with the grandkids. Um, and it's a little bit of, uh, a generational humor because you've got these, yeah. this next gen, uh, millennial, uh, group with uh, grandpa, who's a scientist who remembers things from the eighties and kind of sets, sets them yeah. on their way. Then there's more for him to do. Like he gets, he gets more that he can kind of. Uh, you know, he, he can play on a bigger canvas and he can, if he's, you know, there for the entire duration of the shoot, he can guide things and make things funny yeah. and do whatever he wants to do with it. So, it, but the key here, I think that you said is, is that it's new because yeah. he, he's now, um, you know, older, uh, Rick Moranis. So this, he gets to play, uh, somebody's, uh, granddad he's in right like because he's yeah. never played granddad but he's played dad he's played single guy he's played all level of characters but never ne- yeah we've never seen him as age. grandpa yeah he's grandpa and i think that might be something that he'd kind of well it's new right so yeah uh and and as you say you know part of it may also be boredom uh, to a certain extent uh, uh, um, what 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 happened what's happening now I will press the record button. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I'm so tired. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, Andrea knew what was going on. I'm just out of Andrea, it. Andrea, you did it again. <laughs> I did it deliberately for comedy effect. Okay, to cover right. to cover the fact that I'm really Is, hurting. Isn't that one of the first uh, you know signs you're losing your mind? Is you can't remember people's names? I'm worried about you, Chris Stewart. Are you okay? I know. Oh well, I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, well, my I, biggest my apology to the one guy who always loves that we sound so crystal clear, Dustin of the Alberta <laughs> Ghostbusters. Sorry, you had to sit through 20 minutes of that crap. For 20 minutes, and he's like, "What is uh, this garbage?" Yeah, and the um, worst part is the worst part is is that mistake is the mistake I made at the cleaning up the town Q and A that he chided me for that he could have taken care of. <laughs> he is just sitting in a truck somewhere in Alberta, just shaking his head. I That's know. Ba- he basically, is. we just need Dustin to engineer all of our uh, our podcasts. <sighs> from this Remind forward. me, send me a text Monday morning when this drops to like not turn on Facebook because I don't. He's just gonna <laughs> message me right away. The minute he hears it, he's gonna message me. Yeah. Oh, well. <sighs> Someday when we have a budget, Dustin, you'll be there with us every single time. And um, normally I could turn to like somebody like Adriana who's super supportive, but no, I, I stepped on her toe last no, week. No, no. Yeah, exactly. I think that's part of it. You know, we got a lot of corrections and stuff last week's I, uh, episode. I, my, I my thin skin <sighs> is very fragile uh, as it stands uh, right I now. I can't but. even like hang out for a beer with uh, Ryan What's-His-Name because I keep what's his naming his name. I burnt that bridge years <laughs> Like years ago, <laughs> years ago, 
five oh. years ago in episode one. Uh, <laughs> so I apologize. We were in the middle of speculating about Rick Moranis. Well, I think so, it's yeah. It so makes uh, sense. We everything we know about to, him. Yeah. What, no. what else can we say about the the Honey I Shrunk the Kids revelation here? We'll find out about the details, but if we're speculating about why, and I don't even, I don't even feel, you know, bear him ill will. I know some people, like some people even saw the, the, the honey, I shrunk the kids news as like a, you know, an outlier 1% chance that maybe he'll show up in the new movie. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. Like there's just, there's, there's some bits of like, Jason Reitman has such clear ideas about what he's making and how specific the things are. He, like Edgar Wright kind of level got it yeah. all worked out that I can't see him shoehorning stuff in just for the sake of shoehorning everything in. Like there will be little in jokes for us and stuff like that, but trying to some, it's like the, the, you know, the talk about the Ecto-1 versus the Ecto-1A. Yeah, you could kind of sort out the Ecto-1A thing in the story, but then you're just cramming stuff in. Yeah, is that really you know, when you, you don't want to spend your efforts there? You don't want to let that years, be some like, subtext or let that be something that's of, just yeah. unsaid? Or, most of the know. audience is either going to be people that did not watch it a million times like we did, so they won't understand what, why he's doing that, or people who haven't seen the other ones and are wondering why he's doing that. Like this, yeah. you just, it's not good to shoehorn stuff in, and I don't mean that in a bad way, like, you know, putting Lewis in there, shoehorning. Like I said, I guarantee you, if he had been interested in putting in appearance, they would have found like uh, a small fan service nod to get him in there. But I think, I think honestly, if they, if they did it at all, it was just a courtesy to him to, we haven't forgotten about you. Would you please like to come play? And he goes, no, nah, it's about the same as the last 30 years. I'm, I'm yeah, okay. I'm thanks. And, and, you know, that's not to say, I mean, uh, one, one devil's advocate to shoehorning is that the, the pipeline and the workflow now for movies is too, to a point where if, if Rick says, uh, tomorrow, you know what, I'm sorry, Jason, I'll, I'll, I'll be in this. And Jason goes, oh man, we already shot everything. I hold on, let me get back to you. And then they kind of put their heads together and figure out, you know, something that they can reshoot or, you know, something that they can add in just to, to have him appear and, and give him a moment in time or, yeah, or true. maybe he agrees to like, he shows up in a photo, you know, sort of uh, Sean Connery and in, in Indiana Jones style. Um, <laughs> they call up the, the 1984 news footage, but the YouTube ad before it is Lewis Tully. Oh God. I do you mean, need representation? Yeah. Something, or, something little like that. You yeah, could do or, it, right? or even, yeah. If, if something in the marketing campaign, you know, after he, he sees this resurgence from uh, honey, I shrunk the kids and, and he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. I was wrong. Uh, you know, maybe they do like a commercial or something just with Lewis Tully and it's, it's not in the movie, but it's uh, part of the marketing campaign. <laughs> Or something, something, something like that. I, yeah. I, it would be awesome. Uh, never say never. It could happen, but uh, I, I honestly think if things go well over the next uh, little while, it's a bit of a long shot itself. But say they do that thing we've always wanted, where they they find their, uh, you know, their Netflix series or whatever. Um, there's way more chance we'll see him in that because sure. that is a canvas that is less locked into the movie stuff and they could say to him like, uh, Lewis Tully fights a werewolf. Like it's just, and <laughs> they could just run down a list of things that make no sense in a 
constrained run of three, four, five, you know, limited run of movies versus, you know, uh, 13 episodes in a series on, yeah. on, on uh, Amazon Prime or whatever. And they'll just run down the list. Lewis does this. Lewis does that. Lewis does this. And he'd be like, nope. Nope. Okay, that might be interesting. Well, and then, yeah, what, what'll what'll sell this to you, Rick? What can we do? What can we do? Right. So, and not only that, it's like an hour episode thing rather than a full movie, and sure. so just a, just enough meat to you know that he'll put in, uh, you know, a couple of weeks versus you know showing up for a day's worth of cameo or something. I, I don't know. Or, or like I said, yeah, best case scenario, uh, Afterlife does really well and a sequel's on the way and guess who shows up? I mean, that's the other part yeah. that could happen too, but ultimately it all comes down to none of these people owe us anything. I know people say that over and over again like he should have done this because that. And it's like, no, like yeah. they, they really do not. It'd be nice if they did. Uh, and I'm sure if they did it, you know, they, it, you know, it'd be because they know there are fans that'll enjoy it, but by not doing it, it's not them slapping us in the face. It's just, they don't have to, they're human beings with, you know, human lives to go do whatever. Yeah. Bill Murray is living his best life. Like I can't imagine why anybody thinks he needs to be forced to do anything. And like, same goes for Rick Moranis. He was just sort of like, I, I don't like what a lot of this is that, uh, you know, the industry I'm in and I don't need to do the work. So. Yeah. And, and damned if you do, damned if you don't, if he doesn't yeah, show up, everybody's like, well, why didn't Rick do it? And if he does show up and he's uh, not his, you know, firing on all cylinder self, then he takes the flack of like, well, uh, Rick Moranis has lost a step and he got old. Ooh, well, uh, yeah, there's yeah. an interesting point. Like this is, goes to your thing about his creative input that they, they probably offered him. He is probably more than savvy enough to know that if he does a cameo in this new movie, He's going to take the same amount of, of just random internet crap from yeah. random internet dorks than he would on a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But the thing is, is if he's got a big, you know, stake and a big say in Honey, he, I Shrunk the Kids, a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, that's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to take the hits, you might as well have taken the risk versus taking the exact same hits because you got out of bed to wave at a camera for, you know, one day in Calgary sort of thing. So, and I will take any excuse for more Rick Moranis. That's all yeah. I will say. I don't, I don't care if it's honey, I shrunk the kids or something new and entirely different, yeah. or if it's in Scorsese's, uh, SCTV doc that should have come out a year and a half ago. Yeah. What the heck, man? Uh, any excuse to see that guy. Cause he's delightful. Uh, I, I uh. would take. But Scorsese somewhere muttering to himself about who Eminem is <laughs> while he de-wrinkles Dave Not Thomas. <laughs> takes the wrinkles off of Dave Thomas for the uh, special edition SCTV <laughs> reunion. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Anyways. Afterlife. Uh, sure. There, you know, uh, Carrie Coon and uh, McKenna Grace. McKenna was out doing the press tour for her Troop Zero um, uh, Amazon show, uh, Carrie Coon's been out, uh, especially with the Oscars, uh, was out, you know, doing press rounds too. And of course, everybody's prying about Ghostbusters, wanting to know more. And there's very little that they can reveal. Uh, but you know, some, some fun stuff in there that makes you feel like the heart is uh, in the right place of this particular movie when Ghostbusters Afterlife comes out. Uh, so uh, I don't know, maybe I can read these, Chris, and then we can see if there's anything in there that we want to pick, pick apart and, and talk about. Sure. Uh, so 
Oh, <laughs> Carrie, Carrie on IndieWire uh, says that it's a real, it's really a family story. It's still very funny. And I just feel that it's very warm in a way that we perhaps need right now. Going back to our original uh, yeah. cold open here, we just need something. Uh, it's a real balm for the soul. I think that uh, will, I think that will actually surprise people. I think it's for everyone. People will be grateful for the escape that it's going to offer from the world. Uh, and then she goes on to say, I think the original script was really innovative. I don't think anybody had seen anything quite like it before. It really launched a genre. She's talking about the original movie here. Right. Um, it's really, uh, you know, first of its kind. And now we've had so many of those types of films. I think that it's remarkable what Jason has done. It's a real love letter to the franchise. Uh, sentimental and emotional, obviously not giving us too much in terms of uh, plot or characters or uh, a, a whole lot, but at least it's kind of giving you the thesis statement of, look, it's it's hard to make this stand out because it launched a whole comedy sci-fi genre, uh, but at least this one's uh, got heart and, uh, and and focused on on the family of which she is the matriarch. So um, I don't know, any, anything else in there to uh, to talk about, Chris? No. It was a real, uh, it was a real nice bit. Uh, it supports, it supports pretty much everything we've heard. Like yeah. I really, I didn't, obviously I didn't think Jason Reitman was going to make a Ghostbusters movie and bum us out entirely. And that's kind of what I, I was assuming was that he was going to find some level of, uh, I don't know what you'd want to say, joy or acceptance out of, you know, sadness. Yeah. Like, We've talked about it a million times before, right? This movie's going to have to deal with a death, both real and fictional, and it's going to suck. But you know, uh, it, every every time somebody talks about how moved they were by it, nor how excited they are about it, and all that, it just kind of affirms that I don't think he's going to like tear open a wound and let us just sit there bleeding. Like it feels a lot like he's going to. We're all going to communally get together in the cinemas and we're all going to, you know, cry it out and then, you know, move on and be happy. So, yeah. And, and at the same time, it's a comedy. So it's, it's got a lot that it has to lift there. It's got yeah. uh, the drama and, and the loss and the hardship, and it's also got to be funny and the last uh, minute Rick Moranis cameo that they have to work <laughs> out. They got to be able to composite him into a shot somewhere. <laughs> a billboard. Yeah. A digitally added billboard in Somerville, uh, Oh man, how funny! Just, better call Lewis. Hey, um, who's doing your taxes? Uh, so yeah, so so Carrie, you know, um, is is well versed in in being able to kind of talk through things, and and is obviously reading the room too. We're all kind of having a, a rough go at twenty twenty already, and she's trying to let everybody know, hey, it's going to be okay. When this movie comes out in July, it's not going to bum you out, like you said. So yeah. Um, so McKenna, uh, Grace, uh, who plays Phoebe in the film, uh, was interviewed for Hollywood life. Again, this was for troop zero. So it wasn't really ghostbusters centric. Um, but she says in regards to uh, ghostbusters afterlife, I'm still pinching myself. Like how, how did I end up doing this? How did I end up here? I can't even put into words how thankful I am that I got to experience that and that I got to be in Ghostbusters and that I got to work with Finn and Miss Carrie Coon and Mr. Paul Rudd and Jason Reitman. I love how she calls everybody Miss and Mr. That's uh, uh, that's so endearing. How how very proper. Yes. Good for her. Good good on you, McKenna. I appreciate that. 
Um, and then it goes on to say, while she couldn't give too much of a way about the movie, she says that the movie will be absolutely magnificent and that nothing compares to the original. But then again, she paused. Our film is pretty good. <laughs> so um, <laughs> She's like, you know, it can't be as good as the original, but I don't know. Ours is pretty good, too. Um, so, you know, this is just reiterating that it, it was a big pinch me moment again for her career to be in Ghostbusters. Uh, and then she finishes by saying just having that experience as a whole, the entire thing. I mean, it is Ghostbusters. It's absolutely insane. Uh, again, there's not much here that we can pry out no. of McKenna, except that she is just excited and lovely. And, uh, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see what her character on screen is because, uh, her behind the camera, you know, her public persona is, she's just, she's awesome. She just seems I like, she's got a good head on her shoulders. Uh, she's, you know, doing press rounds and is able to carry herself really well. And, um, I think I was still probably picking my nose and being disgusting at her age. So I'm, I'm very, uh, <laughs> very in awe of just how she handles herself. Um, but how old, how old is she? Uh, she's 13 now. Good question. 13. You know what I was doing at 13? Uh, playing, playing Ghostbusters, the role playing game. <laughs> I was going to say being obsessed with Ghostbusters. Uh, Basically. Yeah. Let's see, McKenna Grace age, uh, she is currently, oh, yeah, 13. God, wow. There you go. Uh, and I pulled that uh, out of nowhere. I don't know how I knew that. But <laughs> it's always nice to be middle-aged and embarrassed by a 13-year-old. That's, <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, everybody should look to the 13-year-old <laughs> to be uh, Grace under fire and pressure. And um, like, so, do, you, do you wonder if kids like that, the parents sat them down and said, look, kids you think you know everything but just listen to me for a second okay i was an idiot when i was your age okay i'm looking back at it now going i wasted my time so don't be me don't wait till middle age to look back and go what was i doing just smarten up now you can still have the same fun just you know focus a bit Man, I, I can't even imagine, you know, my my daughter, I can't even imagine the world that she's going to be 13 in. So I, I hope that she carries herself uh, as well as, as McKenna Grace does. Um, well, if it's anything like the last 30 years, it'll obviously be living on the moon in rocket packs because that's what they just keep promising us. So I hope so. Flying cars and clean air. At this point, I'll just, then, I want clean air for her. That's and then they never deliver it, but they keep fooling us by bringing back the old stuff we loved and we think it's hot news stuff yay ghostbusters hey uh so <laughs> i was thinking more of your back to the future stuff oh well there's your that fake too. pepsi bottle and your yeah fake sneakers and i don't know why i'm attacking i this has been a real bummer future. of an episode man i'm sorry everybody this is <laughs> not a bummer this is combative place your bets who's gonna win who is the crankiest old man in the mall me because i'm older and crankier that's <laughs> just how it works ba-ba-ba-na. I'm coming, Elizabeth. I got my two tickets to Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm coming. Uh, As you can tell, it's a little slow. So we have these quotes from McKenna and and Carrie and... It, the Toy Fair is, uh, well, geez, this week, as you're listening to this, uh, this, yeah. this Saturday is when Hasbro is going to be unveiling all of their stuff. And I'm sure we're going to have a ridiculous amount of things to talk about uh, for next mm-hmm. week's episode, which we're going to have to figure that out. Let's figure that out offline. How are we going to talk about Saturday stuff on Wednesday's record? Hmm. 
I don't know how we're going to do that. Uh, but uh, anyway, our, our podcasting producing uh, logistics aside, uh, next week is going to shape out to be a whole lot of fun with Toy Fair. I know that there have been some um, uh, product inventory. I don't know the best way to describe those. Uh, like inventory lists have been circulating around from uh, distributors and, and some of the department yeah. stores that they're starting the, to see what the product is going to be. But That's kind of a re-listing. We saw that uh uh, back in the fall, uh, some of those same things. Like I, I realized I've had a look at it today and it's basically the same list because there's the list still doesn't give away particulars about some of the figures. Like they yeah, just have it's a generic... sort of in code because they know that this is going to be distributed well before they want people to know yeah. certain bits so. of information. Um, so, uh, but you know, there's a good chance that, uh, I'm sure not everything will be revealed, uh, this coming weekend. I'm sure they'll, they'll save a few things. Um, Hasbro, Hasbro knows a thing or two about, uh, spoiler territory in terms of their toys by this point with Star Wars and Marvel. So, uh, I think they'll reveal just enough of what the studio and what Ghost Core and, and Jason Reitman will allow them to reveal. And then they'll probably, uh, keep, keep a few cards uh, out of sight until, uh, they are able to, uh, uh, you know, show their whole hand on the table. But, um, so I, I'm excited for that. Uh, we we are not as cool as the S yes have some uh, folks. They are actually going and being there in person. Uh, our appreciation goes out to Hasbro. They invited us, but uh, Chris, going back to you and I being cranky old men, uh, <laughs> not going to be able to go. Um, so we'll be yes. covering things from afar. Uh, we will not have the on-site, uh, you know, no. up to, up to the to the minute, up to the second updates that Yes Have Some uh, will have. So I encourage you, if you're not already, follow Yes Have Some on uh, Twitter and Instagram because I'm sure they'll be live yeah. streaming and posting photos and all sorts of of crunchy goodness uh, the entire time. Would and it, then, would have been would have been cool to go. It's just a little too last minute for guys with you know little kids. Yeah. Uh, versus yeah. yes, have some, uh, Craig and Abigail, they just have Jake. So, you know, it's a lot easier for them to pick <laughs> <No>. up. And <laughs> I, I know that they have, they have responsibilities of their own. Uh, who else is going to buy those case fresh Congo toys? Uh, if <laughs> I kid because I love you guys. I love you guys so much. Don't, don't hate me. That was just a joke. They have, they, well, let's put it this way. They have nothing that, uh, they have nothing that demands that it be fed and taken care of. Unless we're still counting Jake, uh, and it makes it very easy for them to pick up and go to New York. Uh, yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, I have a seven-year-old that signed up for Instagram, and when I uh, got angry at him, saying, "You know, you're not supposed to do that. You're too young at seven. He said, "Yeah, that's why I told them I'm 25." And I said, "I just have to mm. burn the the modem down." Oh boy, in that's, the house because um... I'm. <laughs> Well, that's a whole other podcast and a half. We're gonna have to deconstruct that one a little bit. There's no, there's no deconstructing. Kids, kids, kids are kids. Rules mean nothing to them. Laws mean nothing to them. Common sense means nothing to them. Sheer anarchy out there. They're sitting there going, "If they wanted to keep me out, they shouldn't have let me say twenty-five. It's like, oh my god, uh, give me yeah, that phone. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm Thomas. Just... Uh... <laughs> Why is beyond uh, your years? Uh, there'll be a um, yeah. It's time to like turn on the Instagram and you know search in the Twitter, looking for people to inevitably be posting pics and watching. Yes, have some as they report back. Um, 
Yeah, and know. and I'm sure you know you and I have speculated on on previous shows what we think they'll reveal and what we hope they reveal in terms of uh, product and. Uh, yeah, I well, and here's the thing: I'm very curious to find out what the Hasbro angle is. Do not get me wrong, but what I'm uh, this may come from the fact that we've talked about this before. I am not big into figure collecting. I'm kind of curious to see what all the other Ghostbusters stuff is. And the, the, it's not just like Toy Fair is how many, what, what, four months out? No, five months out from the movie. Uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Where are we? We're February and we're looking toward July. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it's time to find out some of this other stuff, right? Like it's not like Toy Fair is just going to be Hasbro as big and as exciting a component that is of, you know, Ghostbusters at Toy Fair. We're, ah, we're about to see a whole bunch of other stuff too. And I'm desperate to see that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I'm also curious to see because just having seen how Hasbro handled uh, rise of Skywalker, you know, obviously toy sales have been very difficult in this current climate of no toys R us, no KB toys, no, you know, big box stores where people can go. Uh, you know, it's, it's been interesting to see if they focus on, the adult collectors, if they throw a, a few things in there for the adult collectors yeah. and they focus mainly on the kids, um, you know, this film, it, it, again, going back to all of the things that it has to do, it has to inspire the next generation. So I, I am hoping that there are the, you know, kids role-playing toys and, and all the things that we had back in 1986 that, um, you know, real, real Ghostbusters allowed us to have that, you know, the next generation can now have, but, yeah, it'll be the strategy. Uh, I'm just curious to see what Hasbro's strategy is and as a whole, what Sony's strategy is. Are they going mm-hmm. to just saturate the market with Ghostbusters uh, scooters and whoopee cushions and balloons and erasers and mugs and all the stuff that we saw for Answer the Call? Or are they going to be a little more thoughtful about it and um, put out s- certain products? Um it's yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, uh, and at, you're right. Toy Fair is our first glimpse of that, and then, you know, probably after that, we'll we'll start getting more licensing agreements and uh, announcements past that point. But um, yeah, so that's coming up on Saturday. Uh, so next week we'll find some way somehow to be talking about it. And uh, are the blue slime Twinkies? I put this in the rundown. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that confirmed or was that another one of those internet uh, be interneting uh, th- throwing mock-ups or fan-made things uh, out there into the wild? No, that is uh, that is apparently a thing. Oh, okay. So blue slime Twinkies are a coming. Yeah, no, no. We, well, here's the thing. The, the, as you'll notice the, what was it? Marked FOB, uh, which I forget what that stands for, but it basically, basically it amounts for not final. Um, so it, who knows the blue may be an error in the mock-up, uh, don't know. Uh, but at the end of the day, if we'll remember what, what's the color of the ghost we saw in the trailer. Oh, oh, yeah, interesting. Right? So yeah, I was wondering why blue, like, you know, normally yeah. people associate Ghostbusters with the green slime. So, well, and remember there is a trend first movie, green slime, second movie, pink slime. So who knows? They may have just decided that. Third movie, Blue Slime. Uh, 
It's so, like I don't the, know. the uh, you know, uh, the first uh, DVD release was the movie poster, and the second DVD release was Green <laughs> Slime, and the Blu-ray release was Blue Slime, and Blue Slime. Who knows? Uh, yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. A I, terrible analogy, but um, yeah, that that ghost that you catch like a very small glimpse of. Glimpse of yeah, he blue. does kind of a, a blue uh, tint to him, uh, hmm. and it wasn't just uh, the Twinkies either. They had Ding Dongs in there. Uh, Ding Dongs or their whatever their Swiss rolls are. I can't remember. Yeah, the uh, so, those are ding dongs. Ho ho's yeah. are the cupcakes. No, I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, so the one of our hostess <laughs> listeners is is like, oh, guys, get your uh, snack cakes uh, in line here. Uh, yeah the the thing that interested me most is that uh, all the packaging and the display stuff. There's a contest. I want to know what the contest is. Um, yeah. These days, I mean the real sexy contests of older God. Like it's not like win an Ecto one. Nah, it's gone. You know? Do you remember like uh, comic books? They had be in the new Superman movie. It's like oh wow. Like well, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I remember when Ghostbusters two was coming out. That serial. You remember the Maurice LaMarche uh, record that was oh, inside that's right. the Ghostbusters yeah. serial, and it was like come meet the Ghostbusters, including Come meet the me, Ghostbusters. Eat on it's uh, yeah. Now it's probably I don't know money in a prize pack or something. But still, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what it is. I'm in. You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> son um, of a bitch. I'm in. Uh, so. Yeah. They they can't all be the Murray Brothers Caddyshack uh, tournament. Which I don't. Maybe maybe am I t- tilting our hand as to what our final thought was going to be there. No, no, I'll just mention that right now. There is there is a Go contest out there on uh, Prizeo, and thanks to the Michigan Ghostbusters for pointing it out to us. But uh, you can win uh, an opportunity to caddy for Bill Murray uh, at the 20th Annual Murray uh, Brothers Caddyshack Charity Golf Tournament in May. Uh, you just have to go and, and make a donation. It's, it's like another one of those... Um, you know, UNICEF, uh, you know, uh, force for a change type things. So, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll retweet that again in our, uh, our social media, but go, go do that. I, I, I don't think that's what hostesses, uh, contest is going to be. I don't think they can promise <laughs> that sort of thing. If you're hostess. Yeah, no, probably not. No, no. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, keep your, keep your eyes and e, keep your eyes and ease, ease, eels. What was I going to say? I don't know. I'm tired. Keep your eyes before ease, except after. Except after C's with a few exceptions. Uh, no, keep your, keep your eyes and ears peeled, uh, for all of the Toy Fair news. Red sky at night. Toy Fair's delight. Take flight. Red sky in the morning. Toy Fair. Something, something. Chris, this is Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters. Interdimensional crossword. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. 
That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. A femur bone. A fem- oh, the burbs. I love that movie. Uh, what do you got in terms of uh, final final thoughts as you and I tiredly um, cross the finish line here? Yeah. After well, a first off, I'll clunk, ap- clunky apologize episode. to um, apologize to Jake Walsh for uh, 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 sarcastically uh, hinting that he's Craig and Abigail's uh, child. As funny as that is, and as not entirely inaccurate as it is, I realize that they are the three amigos, the three musketeers, the. Um, Three Mile Island, um, they're a trio. Uh, so sorry. I and I, and as we have learned in the last couple of episodes, eight my filter is broke and <laughs> my internal uh, sensor is gone. So I don't know if uh, if Jake, if you're sitting there uh, fuming, sorry. Anyways, that's so now that we got that out of the way. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably apologize again to Adriana. <laughs> sorry. Just to yeah, everybody. We love you, Adriana. Paul, Dustin, I'm sorry I blew the beginning of the episode. That was my bad. Um, Fire, like flood, locusts. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to the Academy. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the, the other thing was is um, we actually brought it up. Oh, gosh, because I guess I did this back in October. And about that time, I brought it up as a final thought and then checked with my friend. And he said, oh, I'm not putting anything out until like December at the earliest. So I went, whoops, and we cut it out. But uh, a friend of mine uh, has started a podcast. And the thing was, is literally by 24 hours, he was like, yeah, I, I started posting a whole bunch of stuff. I was like, if you had told me 24 hours earlier, I could have mentioned it on last week's episode where people ask us what our favorite podcasts are. Uh, he started a Tron minute by minute podcast. Apparently that's Whoa. a thing calling dibs on movies to do the minute by minute uh, analysis. Oh, he, yeah, of you got to claim your territory because they're going fast. Yeah. And he he not only claimed uh, a good one that I don't think has been done or if it is, it hasn't been done often. And even if it has been done, he got the best name. Uh, go! It's a, I saw it. It's on Spotify, iTunes, all that. Tronologically speaking, uh, <laughs> oh, that's so clever. Oh, it is so oh, good. And so good. I'm minute four. What? Hey, yeah, it's, a, it's out now. I think the first five or six minutes are out. And uh, uh, Duncan Shields is a real good guy uh, with a, a real uh, eclectic group of friends. Very smart people. Uh, and then me, um, and it's yeah, it's uh, I dig it. So if you like the minute by minute breakdowns, if you like Tron, oh, uh, go do I that. Had no idea you kept that well uh, secretive. I, there I you go. I'm gonna go listen to that uh, tomorrow. Perfect. <laughs> and he, he he kindly, uh, I think I missed the line, but he allowed me to refer back to the previous minute because I had a I had a, my my first trip to L.A. anecdote that I was able to tie into Tron that uh, he let me go back to. It, it was fun. It was actually exactly like what you and I do here, only it was just Tron. Yeah. Uh, and and if anybody's ever wants to know why our episodes are so long, it's me because if you look at his rundown, the first three people are like. 35 minutes, 37 minutes, and then gets minute four, 63 minutes. It's like, oh, can't yeah, shut that idiot up. The Stewart up. effect. The Stewart yeah. effect. Uh, and then last but not least, exciting news. Uh, Americans will grumble, but I take this, I would like to point out this is a good sign that. 
things are moving forward. Uh, February 28th, Canada gets its video on demand plethora for, uh, for cleaning up the town. Yes, yes. So if it's anything like the agreements they struck in the UK, that means it'll be everywhere. Because I think it was on Google, Amazon Prime. It was everything but everywhere but Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Netflix is, you know, the 800-pound gorilla. Obviously, they didn't like what the deals were there. You don't need that deal if it doesn't suit you. So they went elsewhere. Uh, and the UK, they have um, the DVD went up. Now, I haven't gone checking yet. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, something's been sorted out for Canada as well. But like I say, all it means is that they're, they are actually plowing through all of the, um, the particulars of, you know, what their distribution partner needs, which is, you know, to distribute a movie. That's how they make money, uh, as well as getting us all sorted. So again, if you didn't, didn't get your email from the Kickstarter survey for cleaning up the town, uh, and, you know, check your spam filter, it might be there. Uh, it probably went out a while ago. So if you check your spam filter, but you like flushed it away like two months ago, you may have, I don't know, you may have just go to Kickstarter and drop them a note saying, what do you need from me? Uh, yeah. And be polite and say congrats and all that because man, again, they, it was a good long trip getting here and they, they done did it. Yeah, they did. It. And, and all of the Kickstarter people. Yeah. Like you said, uh, they're trying to figure out fulfillment on, on all those promises and how it relates to their distributor. And yeah. it's, it's all, it's a big tangled web. Once you sell a movie to multiple places, multiple territories. So they're, they're working on it and, uh, they'll, yeah. Like it's taken the, care of. yeah. The fact that they're selling a DVD, uh, because on the Kickstarter, they just said we'd be getting a uh, physical media, uh, and I think they said DVD slash Blu-ray. I, we're, we weren't necessarily promised a Blu-ray. Uh, I don't know what the, and certainly what they created, I don't think needs the room that a Blu-ray has. So if the pricing, I mean, they're still pumping out DVDs cheap and all that. So it's quite possible that uh, if, because they are for sale in the UK, that is the avenue they'll head down in producing them. And yeah, they'll just... They'll put them on sale online, and then at a certain point, they'll, uh, you know, they'll, could we please have those hundred boxes there? And those are for our, all our Kickstarter backers. But like I said, nothing's, yeah. nothing's been formalized, but my impression is that they're already striking physical media. So basically, all that's missing is for them to get the thumbs up from their distribution partner that they can really seize things into the wild, and away we go. Yeah. Check check that out. I I went looking for it on Amazon and I found uh, a vinyl uh, forty five single uh, of the Bus Boys cleaning up the town. Really? And I didn't know that that existed, so I might buy I might buy that right now. Holy crap! Uh, but uh, yeah, so congrats to the Boynos, uh, and I'm sure hopefully news for the uh, the American uh, and other territories uh, soon. But yeah. congrats um, to right. the Boynos. Go see, uh, listen to Tronologically Speaking. Subscribe, and I apologize once again to Dustin, Jake, and Adriana, and uh, and our apologies to Matt Damon, uh, who we did not have time for this evening. <laughs> Uh, uh, Brian Brian Dewars can, I don't know, take a flying leap. Brian Dewars, isn't that a beer? Anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> if we'll it see you on the other be. side. Bye. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh, oh, oh. 
Next week, though, Careless Cats. We're so good.